completely lost book. So it's, it's a, a book called Hazar Afsana, which means a thousand stories. And in that book, the story of Sherazad actually already appears. And, but there isn't a single copy of it uh, surviving. And the only reason we even know about its existence is that it's mentioned in other people's books. Um, and then that book eventually made its way into the Arab-speaking speak, Arabic speaking world and became Al-Flela wa Lela, A Thousand Nights and One Night. Um, and on each step of the journey, some stories fell out and other stories went in. So there's, there sort of isn't a canonical text. You know? At some point, it journeyed into Europe and was translated first into French by a man called Antoine Galland. And he did the same thing. He dropped some of the stories and put in some of his own. And the ones that he put in are actually some of the most famous, Aladdin. So Nothing to do with the Arabic right. world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a French story. Right. <laughs> Alibaba, right. not in the original. You know, Sinbad the Sailor was. Sinbad the Sailor is actually the longest of all the stories. Right. Um, but you know, so it, it went through all these metamorphoses as it travelled, finally arriving in English, and then at the doorstep of Robin Williams. Right. You know, the, <laughs> the the one genuine genie that I've actually met. Right. <laughs> We're going to uh, Michael Potts, who you will recognize in a moment from starring in television series True Detective in The Wire. And on Broadway, he originated the role of Mafala Hatimbe in Book of Mormon. His upcoming projects include Let Me Make You a Martyr in 37. Michael Potts, in one moment, is going to come and read a little bit from the book, which for a second, second, Solomon is going to introduce what we're going to hear. Yeah, it's a, it's a passage about really the character with whom the book began. Um, this is a man in, in his early 60s who's a gardener, and he calls himself Mr. Geronimo because that's the name of his gardening business. Um, he's um, of Indian origin. He grew up in, in a part of Bombay called Bandra, which is a very Christian part of the city, um, and eventually ended up here. And there's something that happens to him, which I won't spoil your fun, which was really the starting point of the novel. And initially I, initially, I thought the novel might just be about him. I thought it might be a little bit like Kafka's Metamorphosis, in which some very strange, random, unexplained event happens to somebody who then has to deal with it. Um, but then the novel kind of exfoliated outwards from him. But, but he really was the starting point, so it's appropriate that we hear a little bit about him. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Potts. It was on the Wednesday after the great storm that Mr. Geronimo first noticed that his feet no longer touched the ground. He had awoken an hour before dawn, as usual, half remembering a strange dream in which a woman's lips were pressed against his chest, murmuring inaudibly. His nose was blocked, his mouth dry because he'd been breathing through it in his sleep. His neck stiff, thanks to his habit of putting too many pillows beneath it. The eczema on his left ankle needed to be scratched. The body in general was giving him the familiar amount of morning grief. Nothing to moan about, in other words. The feet, in fact, felt fine. Mr. Geronimo had had trouble with his feet for much of his life, but they were being kind today. From time to time, he suffered the pain of his fallen arches. 
even though he meticulously did his toe-clenching exercises last thing at night before going to sleep, and first thing after waking up, and he wore insoles and went up and down the stairs on his toes. Then there was the battle with gout and the medication that brought on diarrhea. The pain came periodically, and he accepted it, consoling himself with what he had learned as a young man, that flat feet allowed you to dodge the military draft. Mr. Geronimo was long past the soldiering age, but this scrap of information still comforted him. And gout, after all, was the disease of kings. Lately, his heels had been forming thick, cracked calluses that needed attention, but he had been too busy to visit a podiatrist. He needed his feet, was on them all day. Also, they had had a couple of days of rest. No gardening to be done during a storm like this one.